Alana, have you ever had a client or have you ever known a person whose success has outpaced them? And have you ever known a person or have you ever had a client who is doing well and they're, as Ryan Montes might say, rocking and rolling and they don't realize it? Do you know anyone like this or who has experienced this or have you? Yeah. I mean, I've experienced it. I've had clients experience it. Um, you know, I feel like I see it around me often. Yeah. Well, I think we should talk about that today. Yeah. Maybe even like, maybe like right now would be a good time to talk about it. But first, this is the No Excuses podcast. I'm Ryan Montes. With me, as always, is Alana Banks. Hi, Alana. Hi. <laughs> okay, there's this thing. There's this thing that um, Alana brought to my attention. This thing is called an upper limit. Now, the term upper limit is not a term I personally use a lot. So I strongly suspect that I know what an upper limit is in the context of coaching and goal achievement. But uh, today, Alana, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you in the hot seat because you're much more versed on this concept. You've read the book and or books, and I know you you guide your clients in this principle. Um, hey, Alana, what's an upper limit? Yeah, so an upper limit was something that Gay Hendricks talked about in his book called The Big Leap, and I actually haven't read the book. <laughs> I've read the Coles notes of the book. And I've done some reading about it and I've talked, I've heard lots of talks about this upper limit, but really what it is, is it's like this limit that, that you reach that's a little bit beyond what you think you're capable of. And when you hit that limit, that sort of like glass ceiling, I guess, of like where you think you could actually get, um, that's when you start self-sabotaging yourself. Uh, and thinking, wait a second, this is, this isn't me, right? Yeah. This isn't something that I'm allowed to be doing. Yeah. Um, and so for example, and this one might be familiar to many, but you know, if you go on like a vacation or something like that, um, and this is something that you've been planning for a really long time, and then you end up getting sick on that vacation you end up sabotaging the thing that you've been wanting. The very thing that you've been wanting ends up not working out for you. Okay. And this, that's like a very common thing that can happen with people when they go on vacation and something that they've been wanting and wanting and wanting, but um, it ends up self-sabotaging or okay. not not happening for them. Cool. And the, the idea that, or the, kind of example that comes to mind for me is like somebody starts their business, somebody's an entrepreneur, and then they hit that first like big month where they make more in a month than they've made ever before in their lives. Right. Or they, you know, and in entrepreneurship, it's not uncommon for people, you know, to hit a big month where they make more in one month than they did as an employee in a whole year. Right. We hear that, but it's the reality. A lot of entrepreneurs experience this and it's like, 
I just imagine a person sort of metaphorically looking down at their hands full of cash and just panicking and being like, oh my God, this doesn't feel right because it's so far outside of what they were used to. Would you say that that is another example? Yeah, definitely. That's an example. Um, It could also be like when you're feeling really good, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're feeling super happy, like, you know, maybe you have a relationship that's going really well and then you just decide to pick a fight because you can't handle how well things are going, right? Yeah. I've even, you know, I've heard people say, and it's one of those expressions that perks my ears up because I so vehemently dislike it, uh, is people will say things are going too well, Mm. right? Have you ever heard somebody say that? Yeah. As if like, as if they're accustomed to things going only so well. And then when things are going really well, they're like, well, something must be awry. This can't be reality. Right. Yeah. And then, then self-sabotage could be imminent. Right. Yeah. Or they're like, or they say something like they're waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah. Have you heard that one before? I've heard that one. I've heard that one. I've heard that. I don't, I also don't care for that expression. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've heard that one. Okay. So we talked about what is an upper limit. I think we're, I think we're starting to get a picture here of what is an upper limit and what's the problem with an upper limit. I mean, what's the, what's the real problem? It sounds like a natural thing, right? Like people will be accustomed to a certain level of success. They'll start to see or experience more than that. And then they feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Okay. So why is that a problem? Well, it's a problem because it keeps you stuck, right? It keeps you staying small. It keeps you doing the same thing that you're used to be, you're used to doing. Um, and it keeps you from achieving potentially your dream, your goal, you know, what you really want in life. Um, because, and I've heard it described this way too, it's like your thermostat setting is set to a certain amount. And if your thermostat setting is, or if your goal or dream is above that thermostat setting, then it's challenging for you to get there, right? Like you can't, you can't get above it because it kicks in automatically when you hit that limit, when you hit what you think you're only able to achieve. And once you start surpassing that, everything in your body shuts to start shutting down and you start actually self-sabotaging yourself. It's not even an external thing. It's an internal thing. Yes. I think the danger is not being aware of this principle. It's that, you know, the way I would term what we're describing here is that a person has stepped outside of their comfort zone and found cool results that they haven't um, experienced before. But by its nature, being outside of your comfort zone is uncomfortable, right? And when people are uncomfortable, even if they're experiencing something that they like, or they're finally getting a result that they haven't gotten before that they've wanted, part of them or a big part of them or whatever wants to go back to the comfort zone if they're not aware of this principle. And here's the revelation, folks. When you are outside of your comfort zone, it starts to slowly grow to catch up with you such that if you're outside of your comfort zone and you stay there, eventually your comfort zone will expand until you're in it again. And that's fine because then in there with you in the comfort zone are those new results, that new behavioral flexibility. 
This is what winners do. This is what high achievers do. They get outside the comfort zone and they stay out until the comfort zone expands and then they enjoy those results and then they exit the comfort zone again and wait for it to grow again. That's the winner's pattern. The average pattern is for people to step outside the comfort zone or as you know, or maybe we could use the term upper limit, immediately hit their upper limit, feel uncomfortable and then step back into the comfort zone. The comfort zone stays the same size and they lose the connection with those new results that they were previously getting. Does that metaphor work for you as well, Alana? Yeah, it definitely yeah. does. Um, I think what ends up happening too is it's like along the same lines of that is just your self image hasn't caught up with it yet. And this mm -hmm. stuff is a lot of that is in your subconscious. So you get to this upper limit, you feel this fear, you feel uncomfortable, but you don't really know what it is exactly. And so intuitively, or I guess subconsciously, you're just like, oh, I'm gonna go back and stay safe. Um, Cause you, you don't even know why you're doing it. Yeah. It's just a pattern, right? Like an unconscious pattern. Yeah. And um, so then you really do have to bring it into your awareness, but then also potentially work with a coach or do some reading or do some real deep soul searching to figure out why the heck am I reliving this pattern? Every time I get what I want, I do something to self-sabotage. Every time I lose that five pounds, I go on like a candy binge or, you know, like a junk food binge and junk food binge, and then, you know, put those five pounds back on. Well, that's because that's your thermostat setting. That's where you feel the most comfortable. Yeah. So I think it would be valuable, uh, Alana, if we had like three or four or five, or maybe even as many as six ways to recognize, I'm just pulling these numbers out of nowhere, of course, to recognize um, when we're hitting an upper limit or when the listeners are hitting an upper limit. Do we have uh, access to such information? Yeah, we do. Oh, we just do. so happens. It, it just, just so happens. We have about six signs that you have an upper limit problem or that okay. you're reaching an upper limit. Okay. Listen closely, listeners. Listeners have one job. Listen closely. Okay. Yeah. What are they, Elena? Let's, let's hit me. Give me yes. one. Give me the first one. So the first one is you worry a lot. So oh. you worry about things that you can't really control um, or change. And that's usually a sign that you have an upper limit problem. That one's a little boring. What's, what's the next yeah. one? Yeah. Um, you blame or criticize others. So um, when you engage in negative talk about others, you're avoiding your path towards success. And you're bringing that same energy of blame and criticizing onto yourself. Yes. So maybe you've sort of like reached this upper limit, but then you start, um, kind of like making fun of or criticizing people who are doing the things you want to be doing. Yeah. Or you're triggered by them or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like that. And we talked a little bit about that in the past in, in different content. Um, yeah. Cool. Okay. What's the next one? Uh, you feel guilty. Ah, you feel guilty. I think that's a big one. That's a big, big one. Yeah. That's a big one. Like, shame or guilt around success. Yeah. Right. And probably it's inappropriate unless you robbed a bank to get the money. 
you know, you shouldn't feel shame or guilt if your business is doing well, or if you're achieving, you know, success in some area of life, and you've reached it with integrity. There's no reason to feel guilt if you do. I think that's, I think that's the most significant sign so far. Yeah, I well, I mean, that's telling you that you don't think you're worthy, or that you don't deserve what you've achieved, and you've achieved it. Clearly, you're getting those results, but all of a sudden the guilt starts creeping in because you're like, oh, you know, maybe I'm making more money than like anybody in my family. Yeah. Right. What are they going to think of me now? Yeah. Who am I? Who, who do I think I am? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a good one. I like it. Number three. That's, that's my favorite so far. Okay. What's the next yeah. one? Um, you start doubting yourself. This is also a good one. Self-doubt. Yeah, that's a big one. That's a big mm-hmm. one. You're doing well, listener. You're doing well, and then you're still doubting yourself. Like, yeah, and, I have, and I've had clients and I've had students in the past who, you know, they're looking straight at the reviews. They're looking straight at the testimonials. They're looking straight at the messages and the videos from their satisfied clients singing their praises. And they're like, I don't know how good, how great I am at helping people, which is like vehemently the opposite of what everybody is telling them. Yeah. Right? That yeah. self-doubt in spite of the, re- the, the blatant results, right? Uh, cool. Yeah. Like and really, you know, that's also a protection mechanism, right? Because you're, um, you know, you're worried that if you fail, then people will judge you, right? Yeah. Like you're doubting yourself and your abilities. So you're like, you know what? I'm just going to like sabotage myself a little bit because (laughs) if I keep going in this direction, chances are I'm going to fail. And if I fail, people are going to be like, see, I told you so. I told you you weren't cut out to do the thing. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Uh, Yeah. It could be that. It could be that. It could be be that. that Yeah. Yeah. Not uncommon. Okay, cool. What's the next one? You get sick. You get sick, everybody. (laughs) Yeah. Interesting. That's an interesting one, right? Yeah. So you're doing really well. And then, you know, subconsciously, most likely, your body just is like, I'm tapping out because like we've hit we've hit this thing and I can't handle it. So I'm going to just get sick, lie in bed, get a headache. Yeah, the energy goes away. That's that's a sneaky way that the subconscious mind or the unconscious mind prevents you from taking action. All of a sudden you have no energy or all of a sudden you just can't sleep, right? Um, that could be your unconscious mind. Again, it's a protective mechanism. Yeah. Um, stopping you from doing something that is out of alignment with your old self-image, right? Mm-hmm. It could be that. Okay, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then number six is you throw away success. Ah, so you just kind of like... Yeah. Just abort. <laughs> yeah. That's what I like to think of yeah. it as. It's just like abort, abort. <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing this anymore and run away from it all. Yeah. You've built the money printing machine. It's been pumping out $100 bills. And then you say, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to throw a tarp over this and go sit down at the bar for several months and not do yeah. anything. Yeah. Right? Uh, by the way, I'm not advocating uh, counterfeiting money. This is a metaphor. This is a <laughs> metaphor. Money printing machine is a metaphor for a successful legal 
the business. Uh, but you do see that. You see people do that. They're making money. They have clients. People are happy. And then they just pull the plug on what's working. Yeah. Right? Um, and oftentimes you're just like, what is it? Three feet from gold or something like that? Three feet from your one. It depends where you are in the world. So either three feet or one meter, depending yeah. who you ask. Right. We're in Canada. So it's both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So we got. So those six. are your six. You worry a lot. You blame or criticize others. You feel guilty. You doubt yourself. You get sick or you just throw it all away. Yeah. So I, I think my advice to the listeners is to just stop doing those things. Right. Yeah. Stop, stop getting sick. Stop throwing it all away. Stop worrying so much. And the, and the other ones, you know, stop all that, all that nonsense. There we go. Episode done. Right. <laughs> yeah. Sorted. Well, I think we need to leave everybody with like, what do they do now? Right. Yeah. Okay. Last question for you, Alana Banks. Hot seat. Uh, how do they con- how do they do it? How do they conquer their upper limits? The listeners are listening. We've opened their mind. We have re- they have begun to realize what's happening. They have the awareness. So how do they conquer these upper limits? Yeah. So the first one is just to really become aware of it. So anybody who's listening to this episode is now very aware that there is this thing called an upper limit. And if you recognize that you're doing any of those things that we just listed, um, then you need to sit with that and observe, okay, what's really going on here, right? Identify um, that you are doing it. Like, okay, you probably have already identified it just listening to this episode. Like, oh yeah, that is me. (laughs) I do that. Yeah. Awareness listeners 99% of the battle once you're aware of you know what's really going on um you're 99% of the way to fixing it be grateful and be happy um when something like that comes into your awareness because you know the worst position you can be in is when you don't know what you don't know because then you really can't fix it but if you if, if you take what you didn't know before and bring it into awareness you're in a really good position to take action. Okay. Yeah. What else? And what that's else? the breakthrough, right? Like yeah. literally people are having a breakthrough moment right now yeah. <laughs> as they're listening to this. And, and, you know, all I can say is you're welcome listeners. You are, you are welcome. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, I'll send you my invoice. I will, you know, uh, listeners. No, I can't do that. That jerk, that joke works more one-to-one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyways, as opposed to random listeners whose identity are totally unknown to me. Okay, Alana, how else do we conquer um, the upper limits? The awareness, I agree, is huge. Yeah, so you've got the awareness. And then once you have that awareness, then you want to change the pattern. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, okay, I'm aware that I get sick every time I hit an upper limit. Or I'm aware that like I start feeling guilty. Well, stop doing that. Change the pattern, you know, (laughs) recognize I'm okay. I've hit this upper limit. I'm going to that guilty place. I'm not going there today. And course correct. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And I would say, you know, to return to the metaphor of the comfort zone, um, recognize when you're in the discomfort of being outside of your comfort zone. And instead of returning to the comfort zone, just continue with the new better results and wait for the comfort zone to catch up to you to grow around you as opposed to stepping back into it yeah and even like you could write it down right like you could become aware of it so that you write it down and then you could like 
do something to forgive that part of yourself, you know, if you wanted to get really into it and just be like, I'm recognizing you. I recognize that you're here to keep me safe. However, I don't need that anymore. I have outgrown this part or something like that. Yeah. Cool. Um, the next one is to just really stop that negative self-talk, right? Mm. Because the negative self-talk talk is a form of sabotage. Yeah. So once you kind of start hearing yourself, like you've been doing really well, you've been, you know, hitting milestones, you've been like really on task. Um, and then the negative self-talk starts creeping in. That's an, also another cue, like, okay, this is me all of a sudden starting to self-sabotage. Let's not do that. Um, so be mindful of the words that you're saying to yourself. Yeah. Like it. Um, and focus on your strengths. I like this one, focusing on your strengths, because it's like that keeps you in the driver's seat, right? Like that keeps you in the driver's seat of like going after your goals. Um because if you start going down that negative self-talk spiral and you start focusing on the negative stuff or the stuff that you're not so good at, then it's just a recipe for disaster. Yeah. I like that one. Where, where your focus goes, your energy flows. So focus on the yeah. good result, right? Focus on what's going well. Focus on what's going right. Focus on the positive feedback and testimonials you're getting from the people you serve or whatever. Yeah. And this is when it's also good to have like a coach type of friend in your life um, where they can kind of pull you back and be like, no, look at how well you've been doing, right? Yeah. Look at all the things that are happening for you right now, like, and bringing that into the awareness. Cause sometimes it is hard on your own to just be like starting to focus on your strengths, Yeah, but you can do it on your own. It just takes a lot of strength sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, having that third party, having a coach, having an accountability coach or, you know, some sort of uh, person outside of you that can look at what you've been doing and what you've been achieving and, and really maintain that vision from outside of your own mind is very, very, very valuable, yeah. uh, invaluable, you might say. Yeah. Um, I know that's sort of what you offer to people. So if somebody's hearing this and thinking that sounds like a good idea, make sure you get in touch with Alana Banks. Yeah. Um, I'm very good at holding the vision for you. Yeah. She will hold the vision for you. <laughs> that is my job. Is, cool. uh, I'm the vision holder. Cool. I like okay. It. So you also want to work on your self-esteem, right? Because having good self-esteem is going to help you succeed in your life. Um, and this is also something else you can work on because as we were saying at the beginning of this episode, when you've got, when you get to that higher limit, your self image hasn't caught up with these new results. Like, unless you are consciously working on your self image to get you to that result, but yeah. most people probably aren't, they've just hit this upper limit and they're like, holy crow, like, I can't believe I'm doing this. And you're still in the self-image, the self-esteem of this other version of yourself that hasn't quite caught up yet. So really working on your self-image um, to get to where you're at is important. And you can do that by simply writing out I am statements. So who are you when you've achieved this great result? Yeah. You know, who is that person? 
Um, what are they doing, being, seeing, having? Yeah. Or better yet, get, get some hypnosis with a professional hypnotherapist. Yeah. Right? Um, and just get that unconscious programmed to be in alignment with what you want, right? Yeah. Um, cool. All right. Any other quick tips on how to conquer upper limits or did we get, did we hit There's the- like, there's a whole bunch more here, but we don't need to, oh, go we don't I'll, just, I'll just, lift the, I'll just I'll just list them out really quick because they're easy. Okay. All affirmations. Right. If you're into affirmations, you can start using those. Release the guilt, you know, just stop feeling guilty for reaching it. Like be happy, show some gratitude for where you're at and what you've met. Yeah. Um, and laugh and have some fun. Enjoy it. Celebrate it. Celebrate the fact that you're there. Go out and have like a nice dinner or, you know, take a day off, go to the spa. I don't know. Take a little yeah. weekend getaway to celebrate the fact that, you know, you're doing it. Cool. Okay. Yeah. I'll take that. I like that. I like that last one. Um, and be unapologetic in your success, folks. There's an, there's an older episode where we talked about that. Um, be unapologetic and celebrate your wins. Cool. All right. Yeah. I think, I think we got it. There's upper limits. Yeah. Everybody how to recognize them. What are they and how to uh, conquer them? And I would say, I think you're right. The awareness Alana is huge. Just listening to, the, to this episode um, for somebody who's facing this challenge in, in their life right now is huge. It's yeah. huge. So Big time. listeners good on you for that. Um, congratulations. Cool. Anything else? That's it. Just keep going after your dreams yeah, and hitting those amazing results. Yeah. Yeah. Get that, get that bread, right? (laughs) Go make that cake. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. I'm Ryan Montes, ryanmontes.com at Ryan Montes NLP on Instagram. This is Alana Banks, uh, Alana Banks coaching. Coaching. Yeah. Yeah. It's Alana Banks coaching on uh, Instagram and you can find me at alanabanks.com. Ah, and alanabanks.com. Beautiful. And it's A-L-A-N-N-A. That's right. E-A-N-K-S. Okay. So this is the No Excuses podcast. That's it for today. Thanks for listening. Tune in again soon for the next episode. Thanks, Alana. Bye.